You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. And rising and good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And of course, we got another great show lined up for you on this Welcome Wednesday. I think that the weather is doing something great out there. Maybe it's going to be a warm Wednesday later on in the day. We'll have to wait and see. But I want to welcome you guys. Of course, right now at the top of the show, it's a great opportunity to go ahead and tag and share the stream. Go ahead. Tag each other stream with folks that you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Want to give a big shout out to all of you out there that have continued to pour your love into this show. Thank you so much. I've been getting amazing messages and it's been really continuing since last week. So such an overflow of love about what this show is doing and how we're continuing in showcasing what community has got going on. Oftentimes there are a lot of things going on that we just want to make sure y'all know about them. Of course, I always want you guys to be inspired, but you know, that'll be later on in the show where I give you guys that dose of my message. Um, you know, today, of course, it's Wednesday. So we're going to be hearing from Brian Callanan at the top of the show. Brian is taking some much needed rest, but he made sure to get a podcast recorded and he made sure to send us a recording, a little snippet of what you guys can get tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews right here on Converge at 7 p.m. And then later on in the show, I have Terea Miller. She's going to be joining us talking about the GSB. They have a whole uh, fund that they are doing called Ready for business. So we'll be hearing about that as well. We want to make sure that you guys stay informed and engaged, especially when funding is hitting the streets. So I want to make sure that we give Terea all of the time to dive into these details of this amazing fund. Again, I'm excited because sometimes, you know, people that I know could benefit from this. And so I want you guys to be listening in very intently because she's going to be giving us all the details. Uh, right now, we want to dive into Brian Callan's clip. So appreciate you, Brian, for making sure that we still have a little bit about what's happening tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. Hey, Trey, I'm sorry I can't join you in person, but I did want to let people know they should really check out Seattle News Views and Brews tonight on Converge at 7 o'clock. It's a really interesting program. I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm actually having a conversation with Dr. Stefan Blanford, and you might remember him as a director on the Seattle School Board a few years ago. Well, he is actually now working for a group called the Children's Alliance. He's the executive director, and the Children's Alliance focuses on education issues for preschool kids all the way up through the K through 12 range. And the Children's Alliance recently held an event with Heather McGee. She's an acclaimed author, and she wrote a book called The Sum of Us, talking about the costs of racism. Very interesting imagery throughout this book. She uses one image that I found fascinating. So consider public pools in the United States. She goes into this a little bit. The United States built hundreds of these in the 20s and 30s all around the country. And as it turns out, those pools were segregated. That's something that we know from our history. In the 50s and 60s, civil rights advocates said, hey, wait a minute. Black people, people of color are paying taxes, too. They need to be able to get into these pools. But very interestingly, in a number of different cases, and Heather McGee actually focuses on what was happening in Montgomery, Alabama, rather than integrate the pool, 
The city leaders at the time shut down the pool, filled it with dirt and concrete, and it never opened again. Really talking about a very interesting image there and something where Heather McGee talks about it as a zero sum game. When you talk about equal rights or whatever else, rather than having those equal rights, I want to have someone who has fewer rights than I do. So it's a really interesting issue about zero sum thinking there. And she brings this to the world of education and talking with Dr. Blanford about it. It's a fascinating subject. I really hope you can dive into this podcast tonight and listen to what I'm talking about there. I also talk with Dr. Blanford about the tragedy that happened in Uvalde, Texas with the school shooting there, some of the concerns that might be in our own schools as well regarding school safety. And also, I'm talking to him about a very interesting situation that has developed over the past couple of months. Specifically, we're talking about our preschool system in our state. It's trying to expand, but it actually doesn't have enough qualified workers to be able to do that. There's a high demand for it, but there aren't enough workers to expand the system to where it needs to go. So a lot of very interesting issues about education here as I'm talking about them with Stefan Blanford, formerly of the school district there. He's got a lot of great insights here, and I really hope people can check it out. Seattle News Views and Brews tonight at seven o'clock on Converge. Thanks, Trey. See you soon. Thanks so much, Brian. Uh, you know, this is definitely different than other episodes of Seattle News Views and Brews because Brian is diving in with Dr. Blanford. And it's really interesting because, you know, when we talk about uh, I've been hearing so much about this book, first of all, by Heather McGee, The Sum of Us. A lot of a lot of times when these kinds of narratives hit the airwaves and hit the streams, a lot of folks really pour into it, buy into the books, want to hear what this new take on, you know, racism is. And, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things I appreciate about what Brian just mentioned there is that there is a heavy cost that is associated with racism. This is Juneteenth week, as many of you know. And, you know, we understand that now it is a nationally known holiday, right? And and years and years uh, have been poured into it from Black communities all across this country. Uh, you know, towns and cities and counties and neighborhoods and communities have been celebrating Juneteenth. And I think about when he talks about the the amount of racism um, and the, the costs associated with it, I start thinking about how in, in many black communities, we have bared the burden of those costs, right? Um, you know, uh, something as simple as looking at the public pools uh, that were built in the 20s and how in the 50s and 60s, there was a real push for black folks to participate in these pools because their tax dollars actually help to fund these pools and to fund the development of them. It is really interesting because I think if you go back through the ways that taxes have been used historically in this country all the way up till today, you will find that there are still practices around uh, racist and segregative thinking and tactics that play out where the black community is still bearing the brunt end of it. And, um, you know, this year in particular, um, when I think about all of these amazing Juneteenth events that are happening throughout our city, throughout the state, um, you know, a lot of people are getting engaged and involved, which I think is a great thing 
thing for people to be excited about it. I also think that when we think about black communities and how we've historically celebrated something like this, it is that we didn't have no tax dollars. We didn't have no federally recognized holidays. We just knew that it was important for us to celebrate. And I want to give a huge shout out. I'll be spending some time on this on Friday, but to D. Charlene, who brought Juneteenth to the Seattle area as one of the you know residents that came from the South, had always celebrated it in her hometown. And when she got here and found that there was no celebration going on, she really started to educate people in the community. But again, there have never really been tax dollars associated with this level of celebration. What we're experiencing this year is that now there is uh, funds that are created, you know, a lot of different companies, organizations, corporations, whatever, are diving into it. And I think many of you may have seen some of the mishaps here. I wonder if Jules and Mike are going to be hitting on it on the clapback culture this week. Uh, I'll be asking Jules a little bit about this tomorrow. But, you know, we've seen these kind of failed attempts at Juneteenth, right? A Juneteenth ice cream. And it's like, oh, I got to pull that off the shelves. You know, a Juneteenth watermelon salad at another place. And it's like, you know, uproar on black Twitter and uh, TikTok. Um, so, you know, the idea is that social media is helping to drive some of the ways that we uh, think about uh, these concepts and how they play out is really, really key. But I, I appreciate you, Brian, for having this deep dive conversation with Dr. Blanchard. You know, Children's Alliance has been doing great work for many years. I think there's been a lot of great benefits. So it would be great to hear how they have, you know, transcended over time. Also, I think when we think about, again, something like the sum of us, for me, it goes into, I wonder how much tax money has been generated from black communities that have resulted in, you know, um, you know, things that we were not able to participate in. Pools is just one, but there are plenty of other ways that tax dollars are funding certain things, but they're being very explicit or exclusive about the communities who can participate in them. And I want to encourage all of you as we think about Juneteenth, you know, coming up this weekend, I want you to be thinking about the things that you may be unintentionally and unconsciously pouring into that are continuing those same metrics that Brian is going to be talking about with Dr. Blanchard tonight on Seattle News Views and Brews. Sometimes we have to be the ones to wake ourselves up. And so much of this is about educating ourselves. And I think when we when we understand that history hasn't always been, uh, uh, you know, well-rounded and inclusive, it really hasn't been. We also need to think about how we're educating ourselves, particularly those of us who are parents. How are we ensuring that our children are understanding a lot of the metrics that we maybe didn't understand and that still is not being permeated through a lot of public school institutions? It's really on us to try to change the mindset of the next generation so that they understand, you know, equity and inclusivity and diversity are all all things that 
is on them. It's going to be on them as they become, you know, executives at companies, as they become HR directors and, you know, can eliminate those practices that have put barriers upon ethnic sounding names and things like that. Uh, how algorithms will, you know, uh, completely uh, take away so many applicants at jobs because of the way their name sounds or because maybe they're not hitting certain metrics. We have to start bringing more human ideas into it. You know, we have to kind of get away from some of these, um, I think, uh, technical ways that we've done things and start bringing in uh, something that allows us to utilize our compassion, to utilize our own analysis as we dive into certain things around diversifying industry. So I just love this topic here, Brian, and I'm so glad that you were able to really dive deep with Dr. Stephen Blanchard. This is something that I think is um, exciting for me to hear, but it is very different than, you know, Seattle News Views and Brew you know, talking about what's happening on city council. Um, and so I, or in the city council, or in the mayor's office. So I really appreciate this approach to tonight's episode. Make sure you guys are tuning in so you can learn about all the things that the Children's Alliance is doing, but also some of the things that they're going to be breaking down from the sum of us. And that is tonight right here on Converge Media at 7 p.m. All right. After this short break, you guys, I get to talk to Terea Miller of the GSBA. We are going to be talking about their new fund, Ready for Business. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hello, my name is Ramon Brian Braxton, and I am the artistic director and conductor for the historic Juneteenth musical that will be presented at the McCaw Music Hall on Sunday, June 19th at 6 p.m. The musical is entitled Songs of Black Folk, Music of Resistance and Hope. This concert will feature the rich musical traditions that have been birthed from the African-American experience, including spirituals, jazz, gospel, R&B, hip-hop, and spoken word. An orchestra plus rhythm section will accompany internationally renowned soloists Bridget Brazil, Solomon Howard, and James Conner, along with local artists Felicia Curry and Robin Henderson. Our special guest artist will be Mr. Darren Atwater, critically acclaimed composer and founder of Baltimore Soulful Symphony. Additionally, a choral group of local singers will present diverse arrangements of iconic African-American music. You can reserve your free tickets for this phenomenal event on Ticket Leap, searching One Seattle Juneteenth or on the McCall Hall website. Please join One Seattle in partnership with the New Beginnings Christian Fellowship of Kent, the Church Council of Greater Seattle, and a long list of community sponsors as we celebrate freedom with music that speaks and heals every soul. COVID protocols will be in place and masks are required. Oh my goodness, I so adore that clip right there of the Soul Pole. If you guys have not checked out the Soul Pole film uh, right here from Converge Media, make sure you guys do. It's across all of our platforms. Shout out to everybody who was involved in that effort. What a phenomenal story. And of course, those are the things we really love doing right here on Converge Media. Also, before I even dive in with Terea, I want to make sure that you all know Elevate is happening. It is going down tomorrow at 
at more at the more theater uh right now this right here is such a special effort to connect young poets and spoken word artists with those in our community who have been doing that work. They get to mentor them. They create pieces together. Uh, the first Elevate happened a while back and it was a phenomenal show. I heard nothing but great things about it. And right now you guys get the opportunity to go to the Moore Theater and make sure you cop your tickets to Elevate happening tomorrow. Shout out to STG Presents for having some ideas around, you know, something so innovative where we can really connect connect young uh, artists with those in the community who are doing great work around spoken word. We have always been uh, griots, right? We've always been storytellers. And I love the way that spoken word is continuing in that legacy. So shout out to everybody who's involved in this effort. Make sure you guys go to the more theater and cop your tickets. All right. Coming up right now, I get to speak to Terea Miller about GSBA's Ready for Business Fund. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing amazing today. You know, it's Wednesday. I'm feeling really good. It's been a busy week, but I'm great. How are you? I am doing well as well. I am excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for inviting us to be here to talk about this. Yeah, well, this is really one of those things that we are continuing here um, at Converge Media and particularly on the day with Trey. You know, we want to make sure our folks out there in the community know about these funds. Tell us a bit about what the GSBA does before we dive into the fund. Absolutely. We are the largest LGBTQ chamber in the nation. And it's exciting because we are able to work with small businesses, uh, those that are in the black community, marginalized communities, people of color, indigenous folks, um, also with our LGBTQ folks. And we're able to help them thrive and survive. Yeah, this is really a, a, a very special business association, right? And you just sat there and described how it's so unique. Uh, there's many business associations, but you guys are taking a very community-centric approach to your work by allowing all of those business owners who really, you know, are, are part of that demographic you just spoke of to be a part of GSBA, right? Yes. It's really giving a voice where there needs to be and providing access where it needs to be, where it hasn't been in the past. And um, our chamber is is unique, as you say, in the ability to be able to reach out to those and provide that platform for them. Yeah. And it's important. I think when we think about business supports and services, you know, we talk about it often. The the communities of America are really thriving on the backbone of small business. And so, you know, it's important that we have those kinds of opportunities for all of our business owners out there. Now, you guys have a new fund coming out. Uh, it's called Ready for Business Fund. Tell us all about this. Oh, I'm so excited about this fund. It started in 2020 and it really came out of the pandemic and having a conversation with several, 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 several businesses out there that said, hey, we need to have access to funds and we're having a hard time getting getting there. And so uh, Ilona, who it's her brainchild and she's amazing, Ilona Lorai, she's our deputy director of business association. And she uh, came up with the thought of, hey, why can't we just have a grant? Why can't we put this together? And uh, we went out there. We got some seat money from Comcast and they came alongside. And this year we're great 
so excited that, you know, just hold your fingers on this, but so excited that we're going to be able to give away hopefully 90 grants this year. We started out doing 30. I believe last year we did 60, so 90. So we're moving on up. Um, and and uh, we're hoping that each grant will be a minimum of 2,500, I believe is what we're wow. gonna be able to do. And it's a very simple application. I mean, we tried really hard to keep it as simple as possible. I believe there's two questions. One is um, related to how you're going to spend the funds. Uh, we are, uh, making sure that these funds are allocated um, with a primary focus on the areas that I had mentioned before, our, our um, black uh, folks, our indigenous folks, our LGBTQ folks. But the grant is open up statewide, so folks can just be encouraged to please, please uh, apply. And that grant um, applications are open now, and they're open through July 26th. Wow. Or excuse me, June 26. June 26. Okay. So they, they have now uh, uh, over a week mm -hmm. to get this application in. And you guys are, you know, this is something I really appreciate. I think we have really understood barriers to access, right? So the idea that it's two questions, very simple application. How did you guys say, you know what, we're going to be one of the institutions responsible for lowering barriers to access and ensuring that the communities we're looking to serve will be able to do this without it being a huge burden on them. What was some of the thoughts behind that for you? Guys? Yeah, both Alona and I come from a banking background. I was in it for 25 years. I believe Alona was in it for 30 years before we got into this work. And what we came across and also um, having conversations, because one of the things that I did when we jumped into COVID is started to do free consulting. And so GSBA still has this program and and it is a part of this grant program. In fact, folks can reach out and I call it throw spaghetti against the wall approach. And in that time, they had shared that um, in those free consulting um, uh, times that we had together, one of the things that was consistent in our um, conversations was the fact that I don't have access to funds. I'm trying to make it. I'm about two seconds from closing my doors. How can I get in there? And and having the banking background and knowing what was required to acquire a loan and some of the other grants that were out there, you know, Alona and I sat down and we had a conversation. Alona came up and she said, you know what? We need to be able to get these funds to these folks. We've got to get cash in the hands of these people. And uh, that's basically how it started. And then we started thinking about all the different barriers when we started looking at other grant applications and all the different, you know, stepping stones that they had to go through. And I said, that's not realistic for some of the our, our businesses that are out there. Can we make it simpler? And that's really where it all stemmed from. It stemmed from a place of how can we get the funds in the fan, in, in these uh, folks' hands as quickly as possible and in a way that allows us to be responsible. So we do have a group of individuals that come and actually look at these applications. Last year, we had 3,000 applications, yes. 3,000 applications we had to go through. I don't have any clue as what we're going to have this year. I've just, uh, stay tuned. But they come together. I believe we had about 50 folks. They read each of those applications and determined which ones. And, and in doing so, we don't just leave those alone, though. Even if you didn't make it in, it's okay. We still reach out to you and give you opportunities. We might not be able to give you cash in hand right away, but we're going to give you those wraparound services. And so uh, the grant does come with that. Uh, it also comes with a free membership to GSBA. And it comes with my free consultant. It also 
comes with an opportunity to attend our classes, which are free. So these are all areas that we've spent a lot of time looking at barriers and figuring out how can we kick those to the curb and allow people to walk through the doors. This is, I think, so important. You know, uh, Terea, I'm so glad that GSBA is on it in the way that you guys are. And also that you guys can be that conduit because I think so much of what businesses experience, I know for Black community is we need to build relationship with those who are going to be helping us along the way. We need to be able to know we can go to you, that you're reliable, that you'll, you know, hold us accountable. We can hold you accountable. So much of that is embedded in the solid approach that you all are taking to be there for these businesses. And the fact that this is statewide is phenomenal because oftentimes we see that funding comes in and it's only for a certain sector, but we have Again, we talk about, you know, the effects of like gentrification, our business owners, particularly our solopreneurs have had to spread all throughout, you know, South King County, throughout to other counties, other uh, cities throughout the state. All of that is really important that you guys said, no, this has got to be statewide and 3000 applications is phenomenal. That means you guys are also doing a great job to get the word out so that people understand these funds are available. Um, you know, I'm glad that we can spend some time today to dive into this. Clearly, you are in the right role because you're excited about this work. And thank you for bringing all of your banking expertise to something that is now truly serving communities. Uh, before I let you go, you get to look right there and make sure people know how to apply for these funds, how to get connected to GSBA. Yes. So please reach out to us on our website. It's www.thegsba.org. Uh, there is a link that says ready for business. All you have to do is tap into it and apply. It's that simple. Please, please apply. Well, thank you so much, Terea. I appreciate you for coming on today and really for being there for our businesses. It's so necessary. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We told you guys we're going to always keep our finger on the pulse about where they drop in the bag. <laughs> you know, this is something that's so important because many of our businesses have had to shut down during COVID. We've seen certain funds, particularly ARPA funds coming from the federal government and not hitting our community. So make sure you guys are spreading the word or applying. If you are a small business, make sure you're connecting with GSBA. After this short break, I'll be wrapping up the show and give you guys a little tidbit about what we are to expect tomorrow. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Everyone's invited to the prom. From the creators of the Book of Mormon, Elf and the Drowsy Chaperone, The Prom is a musical comedy about big Broadway stars on a mission to change the world and the love they discover that unites them all. The Prom makes you believe in musical comedy again. So full of happiness that you think your heart is about to burst. Everyone deserves a chance to celebrate. On sale now. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great episode today. Shout out to Brian Callanan. Always appreciate you. Even if you can't be here in studio, you make sure that we get a clip about what's going on 
on Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. right here on Converge for Seattle News Views and Brews. Again, you guys make sure that you guys check out this episode. It is a specialty episode because normally he's there chatting it up with his co-host, David, and they're going back and forth about all the things in Seattle City Council and the mayor's office, very Seattle-centric. But this right here is something that is a deep dive conversation with Dr. Stefan Blanchard for, from Seattle Children's Alliance or from the Children's Alliance. And they're going to be diving into all of the things that are going on there. But also it sounds like they're having a very direct discussion about the book, The Sum of Us, and how it pours into some of the things that the Children's Alliance is doing. Also, I got to give a huge shout out to my in-studio guest, Terea Miller from the GSBA. You guys just heard about their Ready for Business Fund. Make sure you are telling your friends about this fund. Don't be intimidated by 3,000 applications. Clearly, they have a great panel who will go over every single one. And it'll also allow you to get plugged in and tuned into those wraparound services Terea was talking about. But $2,500 towards your business could also go a long way for many of our small business owners. So thank you so much to Terea Miller and the GSBA for being here on The Day with Trey. Tomorrow, I'm really excited because, of course, we're going to work to hear from Jewel, your Jesse, Clapback Culture, Queen. We're going to be talking about the things that are going on this week on Clapback. And then later in the show, I'll be diving into some coaching techniques with Curtis Calhoun. You guys may know Curtis Calhoun. He's been such a great staple in the Central District community um, with Black Dot and the efforts of Mastermind. But he actually has his own coaching business personal coaching that he is doing and it is already benefiting his clientele tremendously. So I'm so excited that he'll be one of our reoccurring guests right here on The Day with Trey. And he's going to be showing up tomorrow for his first episode. And we're going to dive into some of these techniques. He has a 12-step program that we're going to be diving into each one of the steps so you guys can understand some of the things that he is doing. You'll also have a great opportunity to connect with him in his coaching business. And before I let you go, you guys saw the commercials there, but the prom is going on until June 19th. An amazing show, amazing cast, great musical and great music. You guys make sure you check that out at fifthavenue.org. And then also I want to give you another shout out for Elevate. Make sure you guys are getting those tickets. That is happening tomorrow. So make sure you guys check out the more theater, get your tickets there for that show and listen to these amazing works of young people, but also their mentors. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today to get your daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And of course, for me, be inspired by these guests, be inspired by what Brian is doing, be inspired by what Terea and the GSBA are doing, because I promise you, you can see yourself as a part of the solution and it's going to make all solutions that much greater. (laughs) Thanks again for watching, you guys. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. 
Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.